They're all tucked in. You locked them in their crates. <laughs> I did. I put them to bed. Sleeper hold. Sleeper hold. <laughs> Welcome to Twins Titillating Tales. 3T. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jesse. I have another murder story today. <gasps> they gasp. I'm excited. When, the where, the who, and the what. We need to actually come up with like an official like uh, intro trailer. Or like not just like intro thing that you say, I suppose. Like my mm -hmm. am I supposed to call it three T or am I supposed to call it Tiddling Twins Triumphant Tumberline Tambourine <laughs> uh Swala? Any other T words I can think of? Trauma. There you go. <laughs> like everything from us is gonna be traumatic. Mm. I mean, because you always hear about like blunt force trauma. You never hear about sharp force trauma. You just hear about stabbings. Which mm -hmm. I think is kind of disrespectful to like sharp 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 force trauma, although now that I'm thinking about it, it's a little bit harder to say. So maybe that's why they just kind of abbreviate it down to stabbing. But I mean, if you're going to stab someone, give it the proper respect and call it sharp force trauma. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very relevant. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and it's in Virginia. Right, so this is Amanda Taylor, the selfie killer. The selfie killer. So Amanda was very happily married to Rex Taylor. They had two children. Rex and Amanda shared a birthday on March 27th. Mm -hmm. It's important. How old are they right now? That's one, early 20s. Okay. Uh, they were very into crime and serial killers. Mm -hmm. I mean, same. same. <laughs> uh, to the point where, like, their hobbies were taking pictures of, like, marital homicide, mm -hmm. basically. So, like, there's a picture of... Her, like, holding Rex's head by his hair, and he's got, like, it looks like his throat slashed, and she's got a knife. Like, that was... Okay. That was their bag. Any sexy pictures? Um, kind of. I'm gonna have to... But I'm, not, like... I have to scoot over your screen and look at it, huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. But Rex had some issues with depression, mm -hmm. and he ended up with an addiction to opioids. Okay. From, like, a back injury or something, and then his father, ta uh, Charles Taylor, Charles. Uh, kind of fed him... Okay, that's where he was getting all of his pills. So, okay. he, you know, not the best of families. Gotcha, you know, it's gotcha. not what a dad normally should be doing. No, I really shouldn't. But one night, Rex was hanging out with his mom in August of 2014. And they just had, like, a really great time. And when he got home, his depression and all that got to the best of him. And he committed suicide. Ouch. Yeah. Terrible. And then his mother is the one that found him. Mm -hmm. Yikes, finding your child like that. Probably a mother's uh, worst nightmare. I can't think of any, anything that'd be much worse for a mom. Right? Mm. Outside of murder, that's probably pretty equal. Mm. But yeah, Amanda was devastated. Like, that was the love of her life, her everything. But on the plus side, she did get that really great last pick with the husband. So <laughs> that works out for her. Yeah, I mean, she was pretty much an Instagram hoe. Okay. And that comes in <laughs> a lot. <laughs> That's why she's the selfie killer. But yeah, she, she blames Charles for his death because mm. the opioid addiction did not help the depression. And Amanda had a friend named Sean Ball, and he was there to help comfort her. And he was infatuated with her. He wanted a baller, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks like Snooky. Meets the MySpace girls, meets the crazy of my ex sister in law. Oh, gosh. Had, like deep brunette, almost black hair, yeah. light blue eyes. Traumatic looking. Yeah. <laughs> See a picture and you're like, oh, bitch is cray cray. Okay. 
very crazy. Crayfish. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean was loved that she was into like crime and murder, and he wanted to impress her. Mm-hmm. So what he told her was that he used to kill people when he was in the special forces in combat. Okay. And that it turned him into this hardened murderer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not really believe the, the tone of your voice indicates that I don't really believe this. <laughs> no, and but I pull up a picture, you'll be like, "There's no way that kid was." Ah, uh, he's a total Chad. Ah, oh, <sighs> such a Chad. He or is he like more like a chode? Definitely a chode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like almost nothing hardened about the way this guy looks. Oh, okay. Like a Pillsbury Doughboy. I was in the Special Forces. Um, eight months after Rex ended his own suffering, mm-hmm. on April 4th, 2015... Oh, that's where he did kill himself and we're over here making fun of him. No, we were making fun of Sean, not Rex. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, got that one confused. Yeah. yeah. Sean was the one that was saying, like, hey, I'll comfort you. Right, ball guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so eight months after Rex ended his suffering, on April 4th, 2015, mm-hmm. Amanda and Sean showed up to Charles's house, and at 3.27, the birthday was March 27th. Okay, so crazy. Mm-hmm. On purpose. On purpose. Uh, it's the birthday. And so at 3.27 p.m., Amanda started stabbing Charles in the head and neck with a bayonet-style knife 31 times. Charles tried to fight back, grabbing her hair and asking her, like, why are you doing this? And Amanda was getting really pissed off that he wouldn't just die. Uh-huh. She's like, fucking die, will you? <laughs> She's like stabbing him in the head. Okay. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. So she yells over to Sean to hit him in the head um, with a tire iron that he brought. And there was blood splatter everywhere. Everywhere. The couch was soaked in blood. Wow. Like, you walk over and squish, squish. Yeah. And that was from the both the attempted uh, Bowie knife stabbing and the pipe to the head from uh, Sean Ball? Yeah. Okay, wow. And she was proud of herself. <laughs> she took a selfie holding the bloody knife with Charles laying dead on the couch in the background. And then she posted it to Instagram and started calling herself the brunette bomber. <laughs> <laughs> At least she has a sense of style, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to pull up this picture. Sean Ball. Probably never forget that name now. Oh, holy shit! That looks just like what's her face, dude. Uh, that looks like Gervais' friend, the one who like was inappropriately uh, oh. sexual to me. That looks just like her. Hilarious. But look, so you can see Charles in the background. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It looks just like her. That's insane. There's the picture. Oh His, wow. like third slashed. Yeah. That was like the fake. That picture. was yeah. That was the fake one because look how look how happy he's about it. Yeah. Like that was totally their thing. It's cute, I guess. Let me pull a picture of Sean Ball while I'm at it. Oh, yeah, let's look at the baller. This doughboy ass motherfucker. Well, he's not as doughboy as. Oh, actually, yeah, he is. Yeah, there's no way. He was in the Special Forces. No. Not unless he got into drugs afterwards. Yeah, I'm pretty sure drugs were in his life. Uh, but then again, we're not supposed to judge by the way people look. Yeah, but. Sometimes. Generally, Special Forces, since like I did live next to their compound for four years, uh, they have a general look and a definite uh, height. <laughs> Uh, I think they definitely have a standard of like six foot for even going to the special forces. Oh wait, I'm I'm also misspeaking. I'm interposing the word ranger and special forces, but in, th- in this context, it doesn't really matter all that much. Right, they're, they're interchangeable. Ah, whiskey, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So there's some quotes in here from her. Okay. So about yeah, you know, her calling herself the brunette bomber and all that, and it's still on Instagram, but it's private. Mm-hmm. 
I want to see all our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Choking okay? on my laugh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> nope, she wasn't okay. She lied. Go ahead and take a, take a drink for that. Viewers at home as well. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug. Yeah, not to mention it's like 6.30 in the morning and we're drinking whiskey. And oh yeah, it is 6, six o'clock in the morning, but I just Drinking got off... whiskey, smoking weed, drinking whiskey, smoking weed. But I did just get off work, so it, yeah. is, it is technically the afternoon for us. Yes, it is. <laughs> Night workers! Yeah. It's that midnight oil. <laughs> uh, so, Amanda had this to say. Mm. I was just really excited, and I like, hey, I'm going to take a picture so I can post it and show everyone. It was just something I, it made me really happy. Sorry, that's how I hear her. Like, nice. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that's definitely valid, girl. <laughs> I figured she is a convicted criminal. I can make fun of her. I was, yeah, I mean, I was going to let you go with your whole impression thing. Yeah. Was... Surprisingly, she said she didn't get much blood on her. So in the car, when she noticed a couple of splatters of blood, she put Febreze on them to remove the stains. That was it? Just some Febreze? Yeah. Freezes an air freshener. It's not going to do shit no, for really shit. Doesn't. You need bleach. You really do need the bleach. You need a stain stick. A little Tide stick. Yeah, I get that. But isn't that just a diluted form of bleach anyway? Well, no, it's detergent. Yeah, but... I mean, they, they do have the bleach pens, but... But you need to kill all the blood. You need to kill the actual blood inside of the fabric and stuff, so it doesn't yeah. show up when they do the whole UV light bullshit. I mean, granted, most of my knowledge is coming from uh, Boondot Saints. Good cover! Good cover! <laughs> I think I'm right. I could be right. You probably are, but people always miss a spot, so maybe that's why. You never said she was smart. Man, see, look, there's a lot of processes involved in, like, doing the whole cleaning up the crime scene afterwards. Just put some plastic down. Really. Yeah. Just put some plastic down. You know, do the extra legwork in the beginning and make sure it's premeditated. That's it. You know? You need to really commit to what you're doing. Watch Dexter. Full way through. You'll know how to do it. Did I miss a page? I did. Uh-huh. <gasps> Not a page, but a whole section. The like, whole section. It's like, that doesn't flow. All right, so she's in their driver's seat, and she decides to take another picture uh-huh. for Instagram. This one's like a forward-facing picture, uh-huh. so like from her view. And she's got like a little black skirt on, mm-hmm. a revolver in her lap, and then you can see the steering wheel. And she captured it. All right, it's about that time. I'm going to go find my husband in hell and finally be at peace. Oh, okay. Sean's in the car, too, and they go get cash, uh-huh. and then they get a different car. Uh-huh. And then they went to Tennessee. She'd got a taste for blood, and now she wanted more. So before she wants to, like, herself, she wants to a couple more people. I mean, who, who doesn't have that itch? You know, just kind of scratch it a couple more people. <laughs> so they started arguing in the car because she wanted more. But he was like, no. At this point, she's pretty much forcing them. I, I, to I kill. probably yell, like, help, accessory. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled over, and they saw two college girls that were, like, jogging down the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I want to kill them and take their money. And Sean's like, no. And he wouldn't budge. Mm-hmm. And so she never really cared for Sean anyway. So before shooting him in the face... She said, I want you to know before you die that I used you for your guns and your car, and I hope you die. And she shot him. Mm-hmm. Took a picture. Uh-huh. Does not exist on the internet that I could find. If anybody finds it, though, I want to see it. Send it to me. Just on her Twitter account? Is that what it was? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for us is all podcast3t. 3T. 3T! Email podcast3t at gmail.com. Advertising. We got sponsors. That's not true. We don't uh, have, we don't have, we have Anchor. Anchor is our sponsor. Anchor is our sponsor? Yes. 
releases our podcasts. Oh. Hey, go anchor. Yeah, I did a little uh, commercial thing for it the other day. Just oh, to get set sure. up. I was bored. That sounds, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Is like, that going to go at the beginning of this episode? It might go right here, too. Oh, okay. And cut to commercial. Bam. And we're back. <laughs> that was the best commercial. <laughs> Thank you. I worked really hard on it. The later Amanda had this to say. Okay. I shot him for that because I was hurt and I wanted him to just stop. Like, he kept lying and stuff. And this is why I shot him in the throat. I wasn't trying to kill him, kill him. I just wanted him to stop. These are direct fucking quotes. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. yeah she's a bit crazy. And there, like, there's taped interviews of her, like, when she was first arrested and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Obviously, she's craving attention and fame. And she writes to a crime blogger. And asked her to post her selfie to the blog. And they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, keep me updated. On your crime. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, they did call the police. Uh, good. I, at least I was responsible of them. <laughs> they later said, when I saw the selfie and the smirk on her face, I just felt sick to my stomach. She looked so proud of what she had done, and I just couldn't believe it. At some point after shooting Sean, she posted this. Everything I did was for the right reasons. I stabbed my father-in-law to death because he destroyed my husband with drugs, depression. I wasn't the perfect wife, but this was one last good thing I could do for Rex. I don't care what anyone thinks. I loved Rex more than this world. This was for you. Sean's dead, but I finally have closure with Rex after Charlie. If you keep looking for me, more will die. Just let me get to the place Rex and I always wanted, and I'll be free without having to kill more. Till we rot, Rex. Till we fucking rot. So... Just from a purely, like, uh, psychological type thing, it definitely sounds like she wants to, uh, or, like, her admission that she wasn't a perfect wife, she's already so self-absorbed into into herself that the only thing that could possibly mean was that she's been, like, cheating on her husband and pretty much everybody from the beginning. There's no way that that's not what that means, right? I don't see it that way. Really? Yeah. And because... So, like, you have such a high opinion of yourself that you're willing to go out and go ahead and just kill people, right? And then post mm-hmm. it onto Instagram and whatever. And also, like, reach out to crime blogs and what. You are narcissistic to a fault. Oh, definitely narcissistic. 100%. So, so like, it, to admit that she's not the perfect wife definitely indicates that there's some very, very strong reasons why she isn't a good wife. And I'm thinking that... It makes sense that it would be all about the cheating, right? If it's all about mm-hmm. her and all about self-glorification. Okay. I mean, there. I had never read anything about infidelity. I was trying, so. to, I was trying to dig into it. I, was, I, thought I, was, I was going to wait for the reveal. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, she told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, from everything I read and the one site, mm-hmm. I had, like, had interviews with, like, one of their best friends. And, it, like, he's like, they were, like, the perfect couple. No. But then again, perfect couples aren't always perfect. Hardly ever. So Amanda keeps in contact with a crime blogger. They, she was using burner phones. Mm-hmm. And then she'd, you know, toss that, get oh, another she's one. She's already using burner phones? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, there's definitely, there's a lot of shady shit going on with this chick. Yeah. Look, cry, cry. I mean, she was obviously, like, planning this for a while. I bet, I bet you there's 90% more story underneath this this story that you've already dug up so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, there is some, like, crazy-ass shit at the end. Okay. Each time Amanda 
contacted them, they would call the police. Mm -hmm. So, like, they were, like, on her tail, like, the entire way, just trying to get to her. She, like, literally, like, on the lamb. Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> Don't I, edit that out, future Jessica. Don't. I couldn't help it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, Amanda had made it to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. She was on the phone with the blogger. They guided the police straight to her. Like, she was pulled off to the side you know, having this conversation with her. Okay. They found her. Amanda told the blogger, like, I'm going to go out in a blaze. She was going out blazing hot. Okay. But they talked her out of it. Don't just go shooting. That's stupid. You're going to end up shot. But yeah. she was planning on shooting herself anyway at some point. Yeah, probably not, though. Probably just threatening it for attention. So originally... Well, okay. We're being like all like, like psychosocial and shit. All right, go, go ahead. <laughs> So originally, Amanda told the police that, yes, yeah, she did it, and she wanted the death penalty and said it would be best for her kids. Do you get to choose? I'd rather just take the death penalty. I kill people. I deserve to die, too. And that was in the recorded interrogation. Okay. But that one. <laughs> it's so much easier with the actual paper, and so I'm trying to, like, read the screen and your eyes going all blurry and shit. The later she recanted. I think that's more the whiskey than anything else. So. And she said... <laughs> I'll play that on the screen. <laughs> I need uh, computer glasses. Uh, Warby Parker, can you sponsor us and get me a pair of computer glasses, please? That'd be great. So later she recanted and said she was innocent. But can we just think about that for a moment? She took selfies, posted them to social media, and told a crime blogger everything she did. Yeah, which all, the, all by the way, being like a professional like crime blogger sounds interesting. We should look into that in the next episode. I mean, it's kind of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Ish. Ish. So, like, how can you even attempt to say you're innocent? But you, <laughs> you've literally, like, posted all the circumstantial evidence you need. Yeah. Not to mention the physical evidence that would have at, like, the crime scene and everything. Mm -hmm. The simple fact of burning all your bridges and finding out your actual mental highlights. Good one. Thank you. I have never heard that. Did you just make that up? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Brava. Bravo, Sean survived. Is Sean Penn? Sean Ball. I mean, Sean Penn's still around, right? Ah, he's died in every single movie, so it doesn't really matter. So he got 41 years for Charles's death. Amanda got life. Okay. And she keeps trying to appeal. She wants to take her innocence yeah. to the Supreme Court. Uh, okay. Yet she keeps talking. Always. She doesn't shut the hell up. No. And she was giggling in court. I, anything to get attention. Crime Watch Daily is where I got a lot of stuff. And she talked, like, directly to them. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no remorse for what I did to Charlie Taylor. At all. I did exactly what I wanted to do. I just watched him. I just wanted him to feel the pain that I felt. That's the most alive I felt since Rex died. I was very happy. I was very happy just Finally getting all that built-up hate and anger and all those feelings out on him. Hashtag me too. <laughs> like and share. <laughs> That's what that post sounds like. <laughs> like I said, if she wasn't the convicted killer who went fucking psycho, um, I'd feel really bad for like giving her this uh, voice. We, but we, we probably wouldn't make fun of her so hard if like uh, you know she was a victim. Never. So you ready for some what the fuck? Uh, I thought we were already in the what the fuck, but yeah, sure, let's get into WTF. The police discovered she'd reached out to ISIS. Oh yeah? She reached out to a terrorist organization, huh? 
Yeah. How'd she reach out? Was it like Al Jazeera? Facebook Messenger. <laughs> wow, that's even worse. <laughs> and I'm not even done yet. It gets better. Okay. Okay, so another quote. They did make a very big deal about it. They acted like it was ready to put a backpack on and go blow something up. No, not yet. Not yet. In a shocking revelation, Amanda claims she even communicated online to people claiming to be members of the terrorist group. This is called FBI agents. <laughs> I had this weird obsession with it for a minute, and I tried to reach out, but obviously nothing happened from it. Would she have actually joined the Jihad Against America? Accidentally, she probably would have She would have actually joined. I wasn't trying to join ISIS. I was, wasn't just going to blow up anything in the name of... You know what I mean? Like, I would have totally blown up, like, a Claire's or, like, a Forever 21 because I'm, like, against the power. So some of the podcasts I listened to that covered her... Yeah. And some of, like, the personal blogs and stuff I read were saying that they actually rejected her from ISIS. <laughs> now, see, I would have assumed that they would have, like, taken her, like, right away and then just immediately just pumped her full of drugs and just sent her sent her off with a suicide vest. That would have been my, my assumption. Yeah. And just pump her full of fucking a whole bunch of LSD and be like, all right, go blow up that building. No problem. I'm sure they're always looking for recruits. <laughs> Mm. I don't know. All right, so my section, the whole, the whole Jesse section, Jesse section. <laughs> you have a full in-depth Jesse section. <laughs> so, like Marble Hornets, right, is what would one consider like modern mythology? What I was talking about from before, from last episode, was like our our modern mythology of what actually scares us, what scares Americans, like what scares the American populace, isn't what scares other nationalities. So, like, a lot of our horror comes from outsiders, from things out in the woods, you know, Crystal Lake, the cabin in the woods, you know, all those types of situations where we go outside of cell range, outside of civilization, right? But Japanese horror films, all their stuff happens in cities, you know, like The Thing. Uh, teeth vagina coming at you with, like, bubbles and shit. You know, just teeth? Like... That was, like, the best movie! <laughs> You know, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But it's it's really crazy, the dichotomy between those two different scenarios where because a lot of our murdering and villainy as as a country came from conquering uncivilized barbarians of Native Americans. The huge amount of slaughter that happened, you know, the Trail of Tears and all that stuff. So all that happened outside of the cities. Americans only really heard about it in newspapers afterwards. So that's why a lot of our horror stories come from, you know, the woods. We're always scared of Indians coming in, like, raiding, you know, the Puritan beliefs, since we are so like that. But anyway, back to Marble Hornets. The modern mythology is pretty much the Slenderman mythos. Uh, like, the first video of Slenderman that Marble Hornets put out was put out back in, like, 2009, a really long time ago. And they were getting a lot of their inspiration from creepypastas, which is... Um, uh, kind of like an online version of just storytelling. And so their idea was to make it into an ARG, an alternate role-playing game. And what they did is they put out a single video, and they put out a couple more, and they intentionally put in images of the Slender Man in the background without actually really acknowledging that, that anything was happening. So then their audience on YouTube started responding back to them. They started pointing out, hey, there's a dude in the background, or hey, there's something weird going on. And so 
they developed the Marble Hornets team, like kind of developed more of a um, interaction with their audience as they as they told their storyline. So that it was probably it was one of the most engaging forms of storytelling that I've ever seen, where people in the audience actually started determining the outcomes of different situations based on their theories and their guesses from the previous couple of videos. So like a, a single video would be maybe five or six minutes long and there'd be something weird that happens or there'd be a message or something like in hidden somewhere in the codes, right? which they can totally do with uh, transcopic voiceography and all kinds of image editing and that kind of stuff. You can put a whole bunch of hidden messages inside of very simple formats. Yeah, I remember you uh, showed me a couple of videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like really into it. And then, I don't know, <laughs> we were like, okay, we need to watch something else for a while. And we just <laughs> never got back to it. Yeah. This kind of like interactive storytelling is what I would consider like modern mythology. You know the Greeks would do with Zeus and and their and their whole thing. This went on for the the whole Marvel Hornets series. Like this whole interactive dialogue between them and the audience happened for about five or six years continuously, and then they kind of uh, ended and went on their separate ways. But it created such a huge impression that you also have a whole bunch of branching different. Um, ARGs, so you have uh, different uh, franchises, pretty much, called like Meat Skin or Jeff the Killer, or you have things like Fortnite, which I talked about last episode, which is also an ARG, where they're like doing stuff in their video world and also in the real world, and there's like codes and things and uh, back and forth dialogue, mm -hmm. and like that, this kind of dialogue is like really this kind of like main. How would you call it? Uh, this dialogue between the audience and the creators is really, I think, where we've kind of evolved to as more of a society. And it's not so much the stories that Hollywood is telling anymore, because Hollywood doesn't really tell any new stories. It's just all media propaganda. You know, they're just mm -hmm. rehashing old stuff. There's nothing interesting coming out of movies these days. Right. But a lot of the creative things, if you look hard enough with the right kind of eyes, you might be able to see the high water line of what human imagination can really do. Interesting. So I stole that last line. Mm -hmm. that, that was a straight rip from uh, Fair and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it seemed a little, a little familiar. A little familiar. You're like, I can't, I can't, I get where this has coming from right now. I'm riffing on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is like the tinfoil hat section, guys. Like, don't really pay that much attention to me but i do enjoy very creative things and very interesting things which i think this is something that deserves more attention than what it currently gets because honestly a lot of ARGs fall spectacularly um just because of how difficult it is to develop that kind of um rapport with your audience you know a lot of, a lot of big companies they just they put out a story they do the thing and they go on to the next one it's all about the big money the big profit at the very end but right. if you spend a lot of time and developing characters and and you know reasons why the audience should be invested you know you're gonna get an enduring story you're gonna get something like shakespeare mm -hmm. and i think it's just a matter of time before we actually end up getting something like that which it might actually be slenderman slenderman might be our modern day shakespeare okay you know, so what the, then, you know what the Jeff the Killer picture is, right? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't, like, looked or... I just heard the name before. Yeah. 
So that's the Jessica Killer picture. Oh, it looks like Momo. <laughs> a oh, bit. that is so scary. A little bit. Oh, it's like a doll almost. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate dolls. Oh my God, do I hate dolls. Oh, dolls are the best. No, they're not. Especially sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we end the episode. <laughs> Sex styles and selfies. I think that's oh, the. Oh uh, no! That might be the, that <laughs> the whole... title of this episode. We are trying to bring our hilarity and joy and amazement to the world. Oh right, hilarity is its own. Uh, clarity clarity. Is, is its own hilarity. Yes, trademark. Trademark. So you follow us on Twitter, Twitters, Instagram, with... Facebook. What is it? Podcast Three T. Podcast Three T. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, or search Twins Titillating Tales. I decided it was a production. Okay. So, <laughs> we've got Cryptids with Kids on YouTube. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you might have to search a little bit, because I even typed in Cryptids with Kids, and I had to go down, like, 80 freaking videos. That was a little, like, damn. So, we need that viewership. Bring that up. Like, subscribe, comment on that. My kids would love you for it. Like, as soon as you pass, like, I think, like, 1,000 on the viewership, you might actually get in, you might break in the top 50 videos. All right, cool. We have, like, 10. Okay. <laughs> we're, well, like... Times 10 that, and you're good to go. Yeah, we're 1% <laughs> there. Recording uh, Poe Reads Poe, where I just read Edgar Allan Poe poems and stories. Okay. Why not? Because why not? Yeah. Like, yeah, when you... By the way, my name is Jessica Poe, I guess. Uh, yeah, but she married into it, though, so it doesn't really count. But I've been obsessed <laughs> since I could read, since I, like, started to learn how to read. I mean, I'm not saying I married my husband for his name and his lineage. <laughs> it was a perk. Mm. And he wouldn't let me name our kid Raven. Raven Poe? No, I wouldn't either. He said if we didn't live in Baltimore, he would have let me. <laughs> all right so thank you for listening and sorry it's been so long since we've been able to post but conflicting work schedules it happens yeah all right, so thanks for listening and we will talk to you guys soon bye bye